Welcome to the next episode of the Driftcast. I'm your host, Kali, and I'm joined by the turtle man himself. Joe, what's up? Hey, what's up, guys? This week, we're going to be talking about the top 21, uh, the 2021 Switch games you should be playing for your Switch, as according to the GameSpot article. We're going to see if we agree with them. But let's start off this uh, show, as we all do with all of our Loot Bros podcast, and that's with a toast. Joe, I want to toast this magnificent thing called the Switch because, um, unfortunately, guys, I've had a family emergency. I was not at home for two weeks, and the Switch basically saved my sanity and let me play some games, so. I will always toast to the Switch. Oh, it's a good soda. Coffee. It's hot. McDonald's. I mean, it's a dollar. I mean, you can't go wrong with a dollar soda from McDonald's. It's like cheaper than getting soda anywhere else, honestly. So, Joe, let's start off with the show with what do you recommend that you've been playing on your Switch? What do I recommend? Um, I've been playing mostly, all I've mostly been playing on my Switch is Xenoblade Chronicles 2. So, I guess I could recommend that, but I've been recommending that for a while. So, if I want to recommend anything else... um. I did go to my friend's house and I did play Zombies Ate My Neighbors on the Switch, which I still don't own because I'm still waiting for a PS4 copy, which I think I'm just going to buckle and just buy the Switch one like today because I want to play it and I can't because it's still not released on PS4 for some stupid reason. I don't know. They gave an update on like July saying that Lucas Art, uh, Lucasfilm or Lucas Games or whatever. I think they're Lucas Games now. They gave an update saying... um we hear your concerns and we're working on it, but that was like July 2nd and it's now August, what, 28th right now? 29th. 29th. I'm off by a day. Sorry. <clears throat> so yeah, there's still no game. So I'm just going to buy it on the switch, give my money to Nintendo because they deserve it. And uh, yeah, I mean, I really, I really can't recommend much. I know um, I'm excited for a game on Tuesday but I obviously don't have it in my hand yet, so I can't be I can't recommend it, so I don't have it. But what do you recommend? I actually have played and beat Blaster Master Zero Two. That game, that, those games are so good. Like I played I played the first one. Uh, I, play, I played the demo of the first one, and I also um, I also purchased the first one and played through a little bit of it, and I was very uh, surprised how good it was. It's a really really good Metrovania. It's very I mean, tight. Yeah, and I'm I'm not usually a person that likes Metrovanias. I get frustrated from having to go back and forth. Mm-hmm. But I did find myself like going back to planets and trying to get everything in the planet because the other thing with this game is there are multiple endings. I got the bad ending. Have you played the original, the original Blaster Master on the Nintendo? No, no I heard it's really hard. It's very hard. Um, we can't. But if you guys want to play it. You can play it on your Switch if you have that online service from Nintendo. It is on the Switch Online. It is on Switch Online. And Blaster Master Zero, I believe, goes on sale a lot of times for 5 bucks. It's only a $10 game, I believe, when it's full price. Yeah, it wasn't. it's not very expensive. And each one's only 10 bucks, right? 
bucks. I, I believe so, yeah. So I think you can grab the whole trilogy for 30 bucks. Not bad. And I know that they're coming out with a physical release where all three of them are together. But it's not coming out for a while. But it is coming. And the other thing is, is just screw you how long to beat. Because it says it takes eight hours to beat that game. You know what, though? That's all, like, how long to beat is such a bad place to get, um, like, average times for beating games. Only because they aggregate times from, like, speedrunners. And then speedrunners don't ever put their times in the speedrun category. They just put them under the regular one because they're just lazy. So it, like, screws up all the times. And then you have all the people who, like, just skip cutscenes. So that screws up the time, too. So it yeah. cuts a lot of time off of their playthroughs. Yeah, so I end up taking me 37 hours to beat the game. <laughs> How long the beat said eight. <laughs> so I think you're a bit off the average there. That's a good. It's a good 30 hours for about a ten dollar game. That's great though. And did you 100 percent complete the first one or the second one, or did you just beat them? No, I didn't. I just beat them. I need to go back and like. So you can still of... go back and and collect stuff. That's pretty cool. I like that. Yeah, I have to do to get the true ending because there's a true ending and there's an actual boss I didn't fight. Is that to for both to... games or just the first one or for the second just... one? Definitely the second one. I can't remember about the first one. I do believe there's multiple endings in the first one as well. So to get the true boss in the second one, there's three quests. Mm -hmm. And you are forced to go back to different planets to find those quests. The only thing that annoyed me is that if you don't know that, if you go through... Because you can get even 100 the the planet um, in one almost one run. Some of them it takes two, but you're not going to know to look for these quests... And so I had to look it up. So there are three quests from three different planets you need to do mm -hmm. to get that ending. So. All right. Uh, now we have the upcoming September releases for your Switch system. So, Joe, are you ready to see what's upcoming and what we need to buy? I am excited. Um, we're starting to get into that that special part of the year um where there's a lot of games releasing and it's going to be very hectic uh i feel bad for everyone's backlogs because they're about to get a lot beefier because you had what nine months to play all these games and you decided to wait on them till now well now new games are coming so it's like, like hurricane xenoblade. season it's like hurricane season for gaming like xenoblade chronicles 2 <laughs> like xenoblade chronicles 3 like if that gets announced i need to hurry up <laughs> oh it's already been pre-announced well we don't know if it's actually Xenoblade Chronicles 3 yet. Gotcha. We still don't know. It could be, like, there's rumors that it could be a, a Musou game, and it could be the next, like, Omega Force game. It could be Xenoblade Chronicles, like, Warriors. We'll see. Or Xenoblade Warriors. I don't know. That's that's one of the rumors going around. I was like, that that got my, that got my, uh, that got me tingly. My tingly parts. But I kind of do want Xenoblade Chronicles 3, because 2 is just so friggin' amazing. And now I finally understand how, like, the combo system works. And, like, just a quick, like, off, I was playing, <laughs> I was talking to Kalai, and I was playing, like, incorrectly for the first, like, area of the game. And I was just, like, leveling up blindly. And then I was like, all right, I'm going to go to the inn and sleep and get, like, four levels. Because I was like, all right, it's cool the way, that, like, the leveling system works. You don't get a lot of levels for killing things. You mostly get levels for completing quests. And when you cash those quests in, you can level up faster. And I didn't know, I was trying to do this one quest where you have to kill, like, these bandits. And I'm their level, and I'm like, alright, well, how come they do so much more damage? It's because I'm the only person in my party, and I don't have an actual party. So I just had Rex and Pyro. 
<laughs> so I was like just getting my ass handed to me. So I'm like, all right, I'll wait till I have my party. And then I beat like the next like story arc, and I went back and I like just like freaking like decimated those people. I was like, oh, ha ha ha! Now I have a party. And I just I just wrecked them. I was like, this game is amazing though. Oh, so good! It's so beautiful. I I, I just pray and hope that they port Xenoblade Chronicles X to the Switch. I know you played X as well. For like I, a whole hot ten minutes. I know, but you like you liked what you played though, and you said it was be- beautiful. I mean, I, I definitely think I want to go back and play X. I might just go buy a copy of X and just play it again because it's a freaking great game. The only problem with that game is the update is like, I think the update's like twenty gigs or something like that to like get to get like the stabilized version on the Wii U. So it takes up like your entire like internal memory space just to oh. like get the game to run smoothly. I actually have an external hard drive just for that patch. Only for that patch. Oh, I have it because when I bought Breath of the Wild, I bought Breath of the Wild um, digitally when it first came out for Wii U. And I only played it on uh, handheld. So I would plug my Switch in like next to where I was sitting and I would just use the actual uh, pad. I'm the only one who plays in the pad. Like, that's no, why no, no. I... Oh, yeah, yeah. Not the you... Switch. You confused me. You said no, I would pull my I'm... Switch. No, I'm the only one who plays on the pad on the Wii on the Wii U. Like, you remember. You remember me telling you I would play Xenoblade Chronicles on the pad. And everyone's like, you're crazy. And I'm like, no, I really liked it. I really like playing on the gamepad. And that's why I love my Switch so much, because I feel like it's just the next iteration of the gamepad. Hmm. All right. So... For September, on September 3rd, we have Big Rumble Boxing Creed Champions. You know what? I will buy this. For, if this comes to PS4, which I think it, I think it is, um, I will buy this just to, just to play another Rocky game because I like Rocky games and I like boxing. So Well, here's the question. I'll play it. Would it be better on the Switch if they allow motion controls where you can hold each? like a- hmm. that, That'll be interesting because it'll be like um, uh, Fighting Spirit for the... Wii for the Wii. It's a uh, it's Japanese um, anime that's about boxing, and it's a really freaking awesome anime. But like the game on the Wii U is one of the best boxing games I've ever played. I think it's better than Punch Out, honestly. Wow. So like, if you could find a copy of Fighting Spirit, I would go pick one up. It's for the Wii. Okay. On September seventh, we have Sonic Colors Ultimate. Buying it day one. Love Sonic. Getting it for PS4. Is it another iteration of Sonic where you, like, you know... Sonic Oh, sorry. Go finish what you're saying. I was going to say, is it, like, the same thing as a normal Sonic game where you collect the rings and and puzzle jump and stuff, or is it something new? So, it's actually, it's a, well, it's an HD remaster of Sonic Colors from the the Wii, I believe. The Wii, yes, the Wii. So, it's another Wii game coming back from the dead, and uh, this is one of the best uh, 2D Sonic games they've ever made. It's really cool. It's where they introduced the Wisp system, and the Wisp system is like the those like um, they're like the little creatures with like the different powers, and that's where they introduced them in Sonic Colors. And it, I like I really like Sonic Colors. It's a really great game. It's a really really beautiful game. Great soundtrack. I mean, obviously, it's a great soundtrack. It's a Sonic game. Sonic games all have great soundtracks, so it's, you're not going to be disappointed on that front. The platforming is pretty crisp in this one. I would say I think it's forty bucks, so it's definitely it's definitely a purchase. Um, if you have a Switch, I think it's really cool because there's not many good Sonic games on the Switch. I mean, you have Sonic Mania, and then you have Sonic Mania. So yeah, there you go. <laughs> so now you have another Sonic game that's worth picking up on the Switch. Uh, I, for one, like I said, I will be picking up a PS4 because it's usually where I buy my Sonic games. So now here's my question for you: Is this good for kids? Oh hell yeah, 
Hell yeah. The, uh, the game's pretty easy, simplistic to play, hard to get all... I mean, not hard to get all the collectibles, but if you're definitely, like, a like an adult gamer and you want to go back and get, like, collectibles and do stuff like that, there's definitely collectibles and things to do. Um, I really like Sonic Colors. I think it's a great a great pickup. I think it's a cool way to start off the month. All right. I, I don't really play Sonic games. I was always a Nintendo fan, so I don't know if I'd pick this up. So I was a Nintendo fan, too, back in the day, but I... When my sister moved out of her apartment, she had, like, a dusty Sega in the closet, and she gave it to me. And then my dad took me to the store and bought me some games. And I just started playing Sonic, and I fell in love with Sonic. And I love Sonic, and I really like the old 2D platforming Sonics. Like, the gotta go fast Sonics, not the slow 3D clunky ones. I like those, too, but I just think there's nothing better than quick, fast Sonic 2D. So, this game's pretty... It's really beautiful. It's gorgeous. I think it's gonna be even more beautiful... HG Remastered, you guys should pick it up. Okay, next on September 10th, we have WarriorWare Get It Together. Buying that as well. And that's only, I believe that's only $50. It's only a $50 price. It's not a $60 game. It's a $50 game. Uh, I love WarriorWare. For anybody who hasn't played WarioWare, it's a um, it's an offshoot of, obviously, Mario. And Wario owns a micro games... Uh, how does this work? So basically, he, he runs a, a micro games software company, and all his friends make micro games for him. And that's kind of like the basis of the story. And it's like really wacky, but you play all these crazy ass mini games that take place in like five seconds. Like literally. Like they're so quick and they're done with, but they test your reflexes, they test memorization skills. Um, they're really cool. And they all have different kind of uh, gimmicks to each one. And this one's even cooler because I, was, I actually played the demo, because uh, you can get the demo in the eShop right now. And the demo kind of lets you test out how the game plays, and you play as different characters in this one. So when you're playing the levels, you don't just play as yourself going through the micro games. You play as a character going through the micro games, and the different characters can do different things in each micro game to get through them differently. It's pretty. It's pretty cool. It's a really cool concept. I'm excited for it. Uh, I'm really excited for it. I can't believe it's like two weeks away. Now, this game is also good for kids, family members. This is a party game, Kalai. This is mm-hmm. going to be fun to play with a bunch of people on a couch. I know it's not going to be as crazy as it normally is. Plus, the it's Get It Together, the tagline. It's actually, you can play the entire game two-player. You can play the entire game co-op. Oh, that's cool. The entire story mode. So, All right. Hold your containment. Try not to get too excited. Don't blow out our ears here, Joe, okay? Mm-hmm. September 17th. Nino Nuni Nino New Kuni to Revenant Kingdom Princes Edition. You know what? I have this on PS4, so I'm not gonna get too hyped for this. Um, I thought they did a really good job with Wrath, Wrath of the White Witch when they remastered that on the Switch. I actually, I actually don't own it on the Switch. I own it on PS4 again. But um, yeah, I, I'm I I was surprised that they ported it. I'm not surprised they ported this over, but I'm surprised it took so long for them to port this over. Especially since we got the sec the first game before they even ported the second one, and the second one's been out longer than the first one than the first port than the port of the first one, so they they took a while to port this over. I am it is cool that they're including all the DLC and everything, and you only have to pay sixty dollars. Sixty dollars, but the problem is you have to pay sixty dollars. You're paying that Nintendo tax, so no matter what, you're paying more than you would pay anywhere else to play this with buying the DLC for it too. Like I think you can buy, you can pick this game up cheap on the cheap, maybe on Amazon for like seventeen or fifteen bucks, and then the DLC will cost you maybe like another thirty. 
So you're, you're, you're talking like $45 to play the whole thing, whereas like the Switch, you're going to pay 60 So, you know, buyer beware. That's always a problem with the Switch. You know, you're always playing for that. You're always paying for that portability tax. So. Now, here's my question. I've never played a Nino Kuni game. I would play the first one. Okay, that was my question. See, people, <laughs> this is why we record together, because I say something and he just answers it before I finish the question. <laughs> So you're saying, should you play the first one, or should you just go right to the second one? Yes. I'll play the first one first. All right. You would the really next... like it, too. Uh, it's uh, it's Studio Ghibli did all the animations for the first one, so I'm not sure if they did the one for the second, but yeah, it's a beautiful-ass game. I think it's like $12 on the Switch right now, too, again. Or it was oh. just $12. It's cheap. When it's when it's on sale, Kali, it's like 12 bucks. I put it in your wish list so you get updates for when it goes on sale. That goes for anything that we talk about. Uh, make sure if you like something, and this is not a plug, I mean, cheap plug for Nintendo, but always go to your wish list in your Switch and add these games to your wish list because then it'll notify you when they go on sale. Okay, so the next game I'm kind of excited about Diablo 2 Resurrected. That's finally coming out September 23rd. I can't believe this game. I mean, with Amir, let's, let's put all the controversy from Activision aside because I don't want to talk about that for the umpteenth time on a podcast. But what I can say is I'm surprised that it's still coming out amid all this stuff, amidst all this stuff. I do, I do think it's it's interesting for them to just like go balls to the wall and just release it. Uh, I'm excited to play Diablo 2 because I love Diablo 2. It's probably it's probably one of the first um, dungeon. I guess is Diablo technically a roguelike? No, it's te- I guess it's technically just a dungeon crawler, right? Yeah, it's a dungeon crawler. Top down, t- top dungeon down crawler. dungeon crawler. Yeah, it's probably one of the first ones I ever played was Diablo two on the on the friggin' uh, on the uh, PlayStation one. So, I think it'd be cool to go back and play it again on the Switch with remastered. And I think there's a lot of new stuff added to it. A lot of bells and whistles. Uh, I think it's is this sixty bucks? I think it is. It wouldn't surprise me if it's if it's not sixty dollars. I mean, I think it's worth picking up. I I bought Diablo three on the Switch. I don't know if you did, Kali, but I did, and it's it, it run it ran absolutely phenomenally on the Switch. There's no I did, yeah, I absolutely got it on the Switch. Uh, I was having a I gotta beat that game. We should go beat it together. We should oh. put it on our next list together and just beat it. Uh, let's see. I looked it up on GameStop and I don't see it. So, cool. interesting. Yeah. Uh, that's right. Next on the list is Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. Okay. Which I'm confused about. So please do explain that one to me. I thought it was out already. Okay. So, this is this is Joe's 2020 game of the year. This is my game of the year last year. I loved Kakarot. It's it's a beefy. RPG with Dragon Ball Z characters. It's an RPG with fighting game mechanics. Absolutely phenomenal game. It's the best Dragon Ball Z game ever made. Period. It's a brilliant game. It, it chronicles from the beginning of Dragon Ball Z all the way to the end of the Dragon Ball Z arc. And they also have DLC, which includes Super and some other stuff. And that's all included in this package for 60 bucks. You cannot go wrong here, people. You owe it to yourself to play this. I might actually buy this again on the Switch, physical, because I love Dragon Ball Z so much, and I love this game so much, and I want to play it again. I should just go get the Platinum, honestly. <laughs> right? But I don't have the DLC yet, and I should probably buy the DLC for this uh, on the PS4. 
But like I said, uh, it's, a, it's a really, really, really great RPG. If you like Dragon Ball Z, if you like RPGs, you definitely check it out. It was definitely it was my 2020 game of the year. It's I I put 70 hours in this game easily. Are we sure? Uh, just put. Do we? Are we sure that they're still putting out Diablo? Uh oh. Every place that says I can pre-order, they don't tell me the price. <laughs> Maybe they just don't know the price. Uh-huh. Maybe Activision is going to change the price based on you know their situation right now. Right. But All yeah, right. pick up Kakarot. If you, if you can, pick up Kakarot Plus. I think it's called Kakarot Plus. And yeah, you'll have a great time. The next is Astra Ascending. I've never heard of this. Never heard of it either. Okay. After that, I'm going to look that up real quick. I didn't realize that. Then after that is um, Darksiders 3. Okay, I have experience with this one too. Did you play this one, Kali, or did you only play the first one? Uh... No, I played a little bit of this one. Um, I'm assuming that that you also yeah. also played a little bit of it because yeah, it was, they, it was free. It was free on PS Plus. So yeah, I played no, it. no, I thought we all got it for free from. No, Earth. that's not Dark Stars. That's Genesis. That's on the Switch already. Oh, that came out day oh. and date. That came out day and date on the Switch. Um, oh, this, you're, you're right. Is, I'm so this, sorry. I never played this one. This is Dark Siders Three. Uh, it's where you play as the female protagonist. I, I believe it's Wrath. Yeah, it's Wrath that you play as, I think. You you can correct me at home when you hear this. I think it's Wrath you play as. Um, she's a female protagonist. She's one of the four horsemen of the apocalypse. And it's her story. So every single game goes from a different angle of the story of the four horsemen of the apocalypse. I hope we get a Dark Siders 4 to like round all this out. I doubt we're going to, but we'll see. We'll see. And we got Genesis, and Genesis was a fantastic uh, dungeon crawler. If you don't have Genesis, pick Genesis up. But let's let's go over Dark Siders 3. Um it's it was a very interesting game because it plays differently than the other two as far as the mechanics were a little bit different and I didn't like them I didn't like the control style of the game and I thought it was a little clunky I hope they kind of fix that in the switch version I don't think they can I think it's probably just a port and I think it's is this 60 bucks if this is 60 bucks don't buy it <laughs> if this is 60 bucks I would say I would say wait for it to go on sale or I would say go buy it on ps4 or if you have something else buy it there Right on Steam, it's probably like seven bucks. Okay, I'm gonna go back to Astra's Ascending right now. I'm looking at this website. Does it look cool? It is a JRPG. Oh, I know what this is now. Yes, this game. I know which game this is now. Okay. Yeah, I know what the game this is now. I remember. Do I I need this game? What happened? Do I need this game? You might. It's a very Kalai ass game as far as like RPGs go. (laughs) <laughs> it's one of the ones they showed in the Nintendo Direct. They showed oh, it very God. quickly, like for like two seconds. Oh, that's why it's not memorable. According to the website, it's unforgettable characters take control of the demigods, a motley crew of eight heroes Ooh. charged with the fate of the world. All right, I'm down. <laughs> All right, and the last one to release in September is Hot Wheels Unleashed. Getting it. PS4. Really? Yeah, I love Hot Wheels games. I love racing games. Yeah, I'm going to get this. Okay. So let's go to our topic. Let's look at this article from GameSpot. These are the top games that they're saying you absolutely have to play in 2021 if you own a Switch. And the first one at the top of the list, which really doesn't surprise Wait, me. are we going top to bottom or are we going to bottom to top? Well, here's the thing. They actually, it looks like they put them in alphabetical order. 
Oh, okay, whatever, fine. Thank you. <laughs> We're going so it's, like, so it's no special order. It's just like, hey, just well, I wonder what the first one's gonna be. What do you think? Freaking Breath of the Wild. That starts with B. There's one that starts with an A, my friend. Axiom Verge? No. What starts with A? Animal Crossing New Horizons. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, the most obvious one. <laughs> All right, well, do you want to talk about Animal Crossing first, or do you want me to go? Uh, I really... I So here's my thoughts on Animal Crossing. I played so much of Animal Crossing, actually, I didn't buy this one. You played a lot on the 3DS version? 3DS. Uh, let's go with uh, the original uh, GameCube when it came so out. So wait, you you actually managed to not buy this one? Yes, I actually managed to not buy this one. How did you, of all people, escape this this deadly harpoon that is Animal Crossing? That, 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 that managed to get its claws into every single non-hardcore gamer and hardcore gamer during the pandemic. Like, seriously, <laughs> like everybody bought this game. This game was like the Fortnite at one point. Like, you couldn't get away from it. I know. But here's the thing. When I played the original, after a while, I'd be like, oh, you know what? I want to go back to it because it's really fun. And then they all tell me how much they miss me, and I see all the weeds, and I get such anxiety. Hell yeah. I'm like, and then, like, my dude, my favorite dude moves away. Like, what's up with that, man? How come you can't stay in my town? What's up with that? Come back, Carlos. This is messed up. I didn't do anything to make you move except not show up for 365 days. How dare you not be a good friend? How dare you not want to be my friend when I don't show up for a year? <laughs> so that's how I managed to not buy it. Um, okay. <laughs> I did buy this. I love Animal Crossing. Um, but this one, I don't know if it was like... Because everybody I was friends with was playing at the same time that like hadn't that didn't really play games and they were just better at it than I was, or the fact that I just didn't want to play it after like a month. I never even beat the game. And all you have to do to beat the game is get like um like KK Slider to like show up at your town and like throw a concert. And like I couldn't even do that. And I'm almost there. I'm like I think I have like two or three more things to do and I beat the game. And I'll probably go on my next backlog beat down list, honestly. Just get it done. Uh but it's a okay. great game. It's a great. It's a great game. I I know. I know. You said, "Hey, do we recommend these games that are on this list?" And I would say, if if you want a game that you can, you know, turn on every day and do a little bit of something and then turn it off, and really utilize like the handheld feature of the Switch, where like, hey, you pick up and put it down. I would say Animal Crossing is a game for you. It's very very good. I would say. I would say it still doesn't do like crops and stuff like that as good as like harvest moon does and i don't think it ever will i don't think it'll ever do the, like the town management and stuff better than stardew valley or animal crossing i think if you can play stardew valley or you can play them or you can play harvest moon i would play those they have far better stories they have far better gameplay i think animal crossing lacks a lot of um staying power if that if that means anything to you i feel like there's not much to do after you you do everything there is to do yeah, it really, it, that's exactly why I didn't buy it. Because I like to sit down, when I sit down and start playing games, I don't want to stop. And with I would... Animal Crossing, you kind of got that, that like, repetitiveness that it's just mm-hmm. after a while that I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. I would say if you want to play a game like Harvest Moon, or you want to play a game like Animal Crossing, but you want it to have, like, a beefier feel and a story, I would play Rune Factory 4 Special Edition for the Switch. That game's absolutely phenomenal. 
it takes like it takes like crop raising and mixes it with like dungeon crawling RPG. So it's really it's a freaking amazing game. It's very it's a very collide game. I think you would enjoy it. Okay, the next. Would you like to try to guess the next one on the list? Uh, Breath of the Wild. No, we jumped to C. How's Breath of the Wild not in there? Oh, because it's Legend of Zelda. I'm an idiot. <laughs> or it's the. Maybe I don't know. I don't even know what's on the list. I didn't really actually preview this list. I kind of I want to be surprised. So you said C. Yeah, I'm really surprised. This is an older game, but I don't know what's, what is it. Celeste. Oh, Celeste, amazing! Have you played Celeste? A little bit. It's very hard, though, right? Uh, so I've gotten to the second area. I beat the first two areas, and I got to like this mountain, this uh, haunted mount, haunted mansion place. That's where I'm at, and it got really hard. And, like, it got so hard that it get, started giving me, like, freaking, like, panic attacks because I couldn't beat the levels. And I was like, I got to put this down. Mm-hmm. But it's a very, very, very good platform or um, platformer puzzle game. You play as this, um, this girl named Celeste, basically. And you're climbing up a mountain. And it deals a lot with, like, um, anxiety and, like, depression. It's a very somber game. It has It's very, very cool aesthetics. It's very trippy graphics. I like the float mechanic. I like the uh, the double jump mechanics. Really cool, where like you, if you dash through like certain um, planes, like you get an extra jump, and then you can like propel yourself further. You collect strawberries, which makes the game cool because I like strawberries. But <laughs> I just thought the game, I, th- I thought it was a really cool indie game, and it's it's one of those like indie staples on the Switch, and we'll probably see a lot of those staples on this list, honestly. Well, the next isn't technically an indie game, but it's got a uh, huge backer. Cuphead. That's cool that this made the list. Um, I still don't own Cuphead. I played it. I still don't own it, though. Sadly, I don't own it. I should probably buy it at this point. Yeah, it's really good. It's 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 all boss battles. There's no well, platform. I mean, there's isn't there platforming to get to the boss, then you fight the boss? No. Each stage is a boss fight. There's no, like, I thought there was, like, you got, you, like, had to, like, go through enemies, and then you got to the boss. It's all just boss rush? Yeah, it's all boss rushes. Oh, okay. It's not too bad. I heard this, I heard it's very hard, but I heard it's it's doable. I heard it's, like, a lot of muscle memory. You just gotta, it's like Mega Man. You gotta just gotta put yourself in the fire and just learn how to play the game. And you get better and better and better until you can beat it, so. I I would recommend it from what I played. It's uh, the aesthetics, the 1950s or 1940s uh, cartoon like Vanguard cartoon aesthetics for like old, like uh, Warner brothers cartoons is absolutely gorgeous. Gorgeous, gorgeous art style. Um, I'm excited for the Netflix cartoon that's coming out later this year. I believe they're doing Netflix cartoon. Really? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yep. interesting. Yep. I liked Cuphead. It's hard. I didn't get very far, but it's hard. It's good. It's cool. Co-op too. That's where I played it. I played at a friend's house co-op. So. All right. We're up to D. Okay. The next, the next game is one of my favorite games. What is Should it? I guess. No. What is it? Dead Cells. Oh, the game's phenomenal. Yes, a lot of people don't it, like it. It, it was the king. It was the king until Hades came along. And you know what? It might still be the king. I don't know. It's it's very close between the two of those and Moonlighter. So it's, I don't know. I'm torn on different days, which one I like more, but you could talk a lot about Dead Cells, because you put, I would say, what, like, a couple hundred hours into Dead Cells? 
pretty much. Can I talk now? Because I started talking. And go, ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> sorry about that. I was excited to talk about Dead Cells. Sorry, go ahead. So a lot of people don't like this because it is the roguelike genre. And, you know, there are people out there that just want to sit down, play a game, and beat it. That's not what Dead Cells is. In Dead Cells, you're going to be playing the same thing over and over again, but you're going to get items that will make you better at the next run and the next run. I technically don't even think I've beaten the game, and I put over, I probably put 100 hours into the game already. Jim's beat it, right? Yeah, Jim beat it once, yeah. Only once? I think so. And then he said, like, once he beat it once, he, like, it's hard for him to go back and play it. And they put out a bunch of DLC for it. So these are, like, one of my go-to for roguelites. And I like roguelites only because I can just pick them up, play, and, like, feel that I've accomplished something in a small amount of time. I I just always like them because I like the I like the go in, you know, you accomplish something little, you gain a little bit of gold, you buy something, and then you get better. You progressively get better every time you go back in and play. And I think that's the appeal of them. And I think when they're done right, I think that's how they they succeed. Like I like I mentioned Moonlighter. I feel like Moonlighter did that better than any of them did because when you go back in and you build up your town and you can buy different things and sell more stuff and go back in the dungeon and beat more stuff, but I when I play Dead Cells, I just found it to be so such a refreshing game because for what it did with the simplistic style of gameplay that it, that it presents, I think it did it very well, and I enjoyed Dead Cells. I enjoyed. I think I put in like sixty hours on Switch and another fifty hours on PS4, and I I thoroughly enjoyed Dead Cells. I actually want to go play Dead Cells now. <laughs> I know, right? I I met, I got to talk to developers too. Really? Oh, at uh, PAX? Yeah. Very nice people. You think they'll make another one? Or do you think they'll just keep adding to it? I think they'll just keep adding to it. I think it's a very good base. You can just keep adding to it. Yeah, I think right now they're just going to add to it. I don't see... They've already got like two DLC packs for it? I think three. Three now? Wow. I mean, I think it's like what? It's like 40 bucks for like the whole set on Switch to get everything with the DLC. I think it's like 40. I could be I wrong. Don't... I know you can buy it physical too. So if you guys like physical collecting, they do. They do have a physical version of Dead Cells. It's kind of harder to find now, but it's out there. I I know they also have a collector's edition. Yeah, that thing's expensive. I saw it on sale, and I was like, eh. I almost bought it, but I'm like, no. You just don't. Uh, you want to have it to not open it because it's like one of your favorite games. Exactly. Uh, let's see. It is. What is with them? Yeah, there's three. Oh, yeah. Dead Cells Giant. Dead Cells Betsy. Um, and I have no idea how much it is because I've already bought it. So. <laughs> Thank you. Press down. Uh, down? I mean. You, you press a button and it shows you the price. I can't remember which one it is. Oh, I didn't know that. Mm. Uh, oh, I can buy it physically. There we go. Twenty dollars in stock at GameStop. That's not bad, physical for twenty bucks. But then you got to buy all the DLC. But I mean, there's so much to do just in the base game that honestly, the DLC is like priced really well. It's like six bucks for DLC. Uh, yeah, and I think is the season pass twenty four. I don't think they have a season pass. I think they do. It's like complete edition, and it's like everything. It's all the DLC I, like wrapped okay. in one. I haven't seen that. I think yet. they do. Um, be wrong. All right, next, I don't know if I would say this is a Switch game to play, 
Divinity Original Sin 2. So I have a lot of friends who own this on the Switch because they like to play these kind of ty- these types of games on the Switch. And it's similar, like obviously it's similar to Diablo, but it's got like Divinity's on like a grander stage than Diablo. Like the game's massive, like absolutely massive. And I don't own it for I don't I don't own it for Switch, but I do own Divinity 2 for uh PS4. And I think probably everybody does because it was it's been cheap like everywhere. So like every Black Friday sale, it's always in the bin for like ten dollars. So like most people own it by this point. Most people probably still have it in the wrapper though, because as much of a game as it is, it's not, I don't think it's the best game. I just think it's it does a lot of things right. I think um, I think the Switch port is the port of the PC version, but like dumbed down a little bit, and it runs pretty well from what I've been told. So, uh, Dragon Quest Eleven S Echoes of the Elusive Aged. Well, where do we start, Kalai? You can go first because you finished it. On Switch. I have not finished it on Switch, so... Yeah, you need to finish that. I will uh, go back and finish that. It's One really, thing at a really time. Xenoblade first. It's really good. That's, My... that's all you got, is it's really good? I mean, you played this game for... I'm what? trying here. I'm trying here. I was going to continue, but you interrupted again. I didn't interrupt you. You were taking your time. Uh, well, I also was trying to alleviate some of this nasal congestion that I'm having because my husband gave me his cold, <laughs> and it sucks. Anyways, this game is fantastic, especially if you never really played the JRPG genre. It's a great entry into the series of that genre. It's simple. There's not a ton of grinding until after the credits. After that, there's actually a second part of the game that has, like, an ultimate ending. But I tend to not have to grind a lot. So if that's your type of game and you want to try something, definitely try this game. And on the Switch, you had the ability to do 3D and 2D. You could play in the original, and it was just amazing. And it it took me a good 100 hours to beat. Yeah, it's a lengthy game. It's one so of the lengthier ones in the series. I, I would say, I've said this on many podcasts, um, I'm a huge Dragon Quest fan, and when I first played Dragon Quest, I cried because it's such a beautiful game. Like, the opening cinematic in that game is absolutely great. It takes, takes your breath away. I know people bitch and complain about the music in Dragon Quest games because it's generic and it's the same soundtrack. Every game, every game is the same five songs, the same eight songs, and I, and I get it. But it's Dragon Quest. It's if you're a Dragon Quest fan, that's what you come for. You come for the fanfare. You come for the sameness. I don't want Dragon Quest to not be a turn-based RPG, and that's and I I just think it it does. It pays homage to original turn-based RPGs so well, and I think it does it better than anybody else. I think they they do RPGs better than anybody else. Like the, the grand scale of the story. The characters are all they're always likable or there's always ones you really hate and i think dragon quest really captures the imagination of what a traditional rpg was and what like those old final fantasies were like i really like the character development in that in that game i'm in love with Salvato. <laughs> all right the next game i also finished and we're going to gush Fire Emblem Three Houses. Oh man, you can go. F- you, you go first. Loved it. It was one of my favorite RPGs. I just loved the mechanic of 
having to make relationships with your students and attempt to further uh, progress your character. It takes away from the grinding. You know, in this game, you don't necessarily have to grind. No. In this game, you have to build those relationships. And for me, I loved it. It was probably one of my favorite aspects of the Fire Emblem series. I mean, and this is this is a good entry point too, as well. Well, it's a very, it's a very, it's a very crossroads point for the series. Whereas, like, it got a lot of hate and a lot of love. Like, you either hated it or you loved it. And I feel like the hate is kind of unwarranted. And I get where it comes from. It comes from, like, the purists who just want to play levels and just want to beat missions. They don't want to do all the side shit. They don't want to build relationships. They don't want to le- uh, go to go to class and teach students. They don't want to do that. I, I think the best way to describe this game is, like, Fire Emblem meets Hogwarts and Harry Potter. Because you go around a Hogwarts, basically, and you talk to your students, and you get to know them, and you can find items around them and give them to them. You could recruit them. You cannot recruit them like I did, make the game ten times harder, and just go with your like six classmates that you get in the beginning of the game, and that's it. And then just make the game extremely hard on yourself. Don't do <laughs> don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> and it's it's really it's it was such a it was such a good story. I liked it a lot. I know people say the story sucked, they didn't like it, it was very bare bones. I I loved it. I love the characters I got to meet along the way. I really like the house I played as. I'm currently playing as a different house now for my second playthrough. And it actually is different. Like, not the story as a whole, but, like, the interactions you have with all the students are obviously going to be different because they're different people. So, like, it gets a whole different aspect of going through the game. You see different... You see the story from a different point of view and a different side. And I think that's what's really cool about Three Houses and... I mean, I finished it in about I think I finished it like seventy hours, something like that. It was it was a long it was a long game. I I, I did a lot of like extra stuff. I grinded a little towards the end because I just didn't want to deal with stupid shit. I played the game wrong for about half half of the game, like I do with most games because I don't pay attention to shit. So I real I didn't realize that. So here's a tip. It's just a tip for this episode. Um, I would say that you when you fight the beasts or bigger enemies and you can chip like away at their shield, make sure that you attack the place that you chip away at, not try to chip other pieces away after you chip them away, because you can kill them in like five seconds if you know what you're doing. Except that those beasts, when you chip them away, that's how you get your ore to fix your specialty weapons. Yeah, or you could just pay for it like I did. I couldn't find it. You just pay for it. I couldn't find it to pay for it. I would have. Yeah, you go to the blacksmith, you can just pay for it. It pays a lot. It's a lot of money, though. Yeah, you but... To, you just, you, the, then you just grind those auxiliary quests. Some some of those harder pieces I couldn't find. I could not find them. I mean, that, the game is so good. Those those specialty weapons are ridiculously overpowered, though. Like, uh, the one that the one chick has, the, the, the wind one, the wind wand or whatever, that thing kills, like, everything. She was so hard to kill in that one map. I was like, she just kept one hitting me. I was like, come on, dude. I had to keep positioning my, I had to keep resetting and positioning my characters. Um, I do like how the game made the game more user friendly. If you want to talk about that, I'll let you talk about it. Yeah, it did. Uh, actually, Jim was able to beat the game. Jim beat his first Fire Emblem ever. Good job, Jim. It, and again, it was much 
uh, friendlier because for him, he doesn't like that whole relationship stuff. But by the end of the game, he was like totally into it. He was like, I have this person lined up to Matt Murray. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> I think the only thing that I missed that I truly missed from older installments is that you couldn't just, you couldn't marry everyone off and they didn't have kids. So you didn't get like extra units. I kind of missed I that. I kind of missed that. And I hope, well, you, you heard the rumor, right? No. The rumor is we're getting a remake next. A remake of what? A, a Fire Emblem game. Don't know which one. I'm hoping that it's a two pack and we're getting Radiant on and Path of Radiance. Cause that's what I want. Ooh, I want the, on. I want the Wii in the GameCube game. That's what I want. They, right. t- they tell one complete story, so I think they should come together. I think we're getting one of one or the other, but I think that's what we're getting. We're getting one of those next. Um, I would say if you haven't played Fire Emblem Three Houses and you like RP- you like strategy RPGs and you want a challenge, um, I would pick them up because I mean, base game's not hard, but if you actually like up the difficulty, it gets pretty challenging. The next game is Golf Story. Did you play that? Mm-hmm. I beat that. Did you? I did not beat it. Um, I think I got like halfway through it. It's not long. I just. It's like most games. I pick it up and I find something else and I go, squirrel. And I go over there and I don't finish them. Oh, I like the game. If you like golf and you like a little bit of an RPG aspect, this is definitely a game for you. I mean, that's not much you could say about it without experiencing it. I definitely, right? I definitely think it, it, it captures that old vibe of those old Mario tennis and Mario sports games on like the like the Game Boy and the Game Boy Color where you you had a story to the game. And it's not just all about just playing the sport in itself. But I think yeah. golf, golf story does a really good job of making golf fun. And golf Definitely. is boring as fucking shit in real life. Unless you're playing mini golf. I like mini golf. But I think I think it, I think it tackles golf in a, in a way that makes golf very, very fun and enjoyable. And, and kind of like it opens the door to other golf games for people like People who play Golf Story might gravitate towards, like, say, like Mario, uh, Mario Super Rush, or is that Mario Golf Super Rush? Or they might go play like um, an even better golf game on PS4, which is Everybody Loves Golf. Like that game's phenomenal. Can't say enough good things. I wish that was on the Switch, honestly. Uh, next game is Hades, which we already kind of talked about. Like I said, uh, if there's not, if there's one game that I think did took what Dead Cells did and then ran with it, it's Hades. Because it took what Dead Cells did and then it added a very... How do I put this? A very well-crafted story over top of it to kind of smooth out the edges that is Dead Cells. Like, people don't like Dead Cells because it has those rough edges where there's no story and it's just gameplay. It's just going dungeon to dun- and dungeon and dungeon. Whereas, like, Hades has, like, this overwrapping arc which kind of, like, rounds out the whole... Uh, game in itself and i think hades is a beautiful game it's it's actually it's gorgeous and it's gorgeous on the switch and it runs very well and i like how it got that shine on the switch before it went everywhere else like i i love that the developer took a shot and they were like we're putting this on the switch this is where we think it's going to succeed the most and it got game of the year nominations yeah it actually also dropped on steam at the same time true so i've been i've been playing it on steam now this is a little tip um, it's only a tip. It's not to say I prefer one platform over the other, but it just dropped on uh, Game Pass. So if you want to try the game without having to spend the money and you have an Xbox or a Game Pass, you can try it there. Next one, I was not a fan of, and my friend has threatened to get our highest level Patreon 
just to make me play it. And that's Hollow Knight. You didn't like Hollow Knight? I got bored really quickly. The lack of map was a real <laughs> problem for me. So, I believe you can buy maps, but like you have to like you have to find a merchant that sells them to you. It's Exactly. So, do you want to talk more about Hollow Knight, or do you want me to explain Hollow Knight? Yeah, you explain it, because I, I, I have not gotten very far in the game. So Hollow Knight is a Metroidvania, and it's a very well-crafted Metroidvania in the, in the way that it takes a, a roguelike style and mixes it with a Metroidvania, which a lot of games do, which, which Dead Cells did, which, you know, Hades kind of does. Well, Hades doesn't really do it, but, but Dead Cells does. It, it, it kind of takes what, again, it takes what Dead Cells did, and it tries to push it, like, further. With better boss fights, better... Well, I wouldn't compare it to Dead Cells, because Dead Cells is a roguelike. You don't really go back. In, in, in Well, you, you know... collect... Well, okay, so it's similar in the fact that you collect, you know, the... Like, the objects in, um... Or, like, what are they, seeds or whatever in uh, Hollow Knight? And then if you die, you lose them all? So it's, it's in, a, in a sense, it still has that roguelike aspect to it. Okay, I see where you're going with that. Yeah. So in in a sense, it's it's a Metroidvania roguelike. If you would, but it's I mean it's not really a roguelike. You don't lose everything. You do lose your souls, I think, or whatever they are. Can't remember what they are. I've I've I have played very little of Hollow Knight. Um, unfortunately, it's one of those games I bought because it got such rave reviews. I played it. I liked it a lot. I got stuck and I put it down. That's what happened to me. And I tried to play again. Got stuck again. So. All right, the next one I've never heard of, but apparently it's a, I guess, a uh, a visual novel, which, you know, I don't play a lot of. The House and Fate Morgana Dreams of the Revenants Edition. The fuck? This is a top 20 game? Yeah. Uh, so we can't really say on that because we've never played it. The next one is Into the Breach. Oh, uh, I wish, I wish, uh... I wish Roberto was here to talk about this. He loves this game. Absolutely loves this game. It's a Mighty Rabbit Studios game. It's their. It was their first game. Very, very first game. It's a game that started limited run. No, I, I don't think. I think you're wrong. It's Into the Breach? FTL Studio. I thought it was Mighty Rabbit that did Into the Breach. Oh, no. Look at it right now. It's another roguelike. Oh, Breach and Clear was the Mighty Rabbit's game. I'm sorry, guys. Breach and Clear. This is Into the Breach. Uh... I've never played Into the Breach. Um, let me look that up real quick. No, I've never played it either. I'm gonna go on. I'm gonna go on to the next one. We look that up. Kentucky Route Zero. You played this, right? No, I haven't. You? Nope. Okay, it's a uh, a narrative, a surrealist narrative breach. I know. I know. Levi loves this game. I know he's played it. He's beat it. After that, it's Knockout City. I didn't play that one either. You? I played Knockout City for a little bit. I tried it out. It's, I mean, it's dodgeball meets like competitive multiplayer. It was interesting. Nothing to write home about. I don't think it's a top twenty game on the Switch when there's so many games I would rather, you know, talk about. All right, the next one on the list, and you called it Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild. It's under T's. <laughs> Somebody doesn't know their alphabet. It's not how that uh, works. You should be under L for Legend of Zelda. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, I'm a huge Breath of the Wild fan. I love the game. I like the refresh that they did with it. I think it needed it. I know that you're not so much of a fan of it. (sighs) 
I've tried to play this game on many occasions. I've gotten hooked twice. Where like I was like, oh man, this is it. I I understand what everybody likes about it. I get it. And then I don't get it again. <laughs> and I hope that they fix some of this in Breath of the Wild 2 where they, they do add dungeons. And I know they've heard like everybody's cries and complains and Nintendo said they're going to fix some of it. I don't want them to fix everything because I don't want it to not be Breath of the Wild. And that's what that's what the core audience wants. And because it's had a huge attach rate when the Switch first came out, like everybody owned this game. Like you bought a Switch, you bought Breath of the Wild. For someone that doesn't like this game, I fucking bought two copies of it. <laughs> I bought it on Wii U and then I bought it on Switch when I finally got a Switch. So like, you know what? It's it's on my list of things I really need to play. Like it's on that and we'll talk about this probably maybe we'll do that next episode. We'll do a like um like a games we need to play on Switch list. We'll talk about that next next month. But I, I it's it's definitely at the top of my my holy grails list of games that like I just wish I had time to play and put the energy into. But you know, I'll just keep playing the fucking PS5 versions of games I already beat on PS4 cuz you know eh, to me, that just makes more sense. Well, I'll give you, you see the look on my face, the stupid look on my face, because I'm dumb. Yeah. I'll give you a hint. So you know how you can do those little micro dungeons? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The shrines? Yeah. The shrines are great to go in when you don't have a lot of time. So if you can if you treat it like Animal Crossing, and then when you do the bigger dungeons, because there's four bigger dungeons. I just, I just felt the game did an amazing job of making the world feel open, but then empty at the same time. So it, had, it has this yin-yang effect to, to the game, but I also feel like it did a terrible job, but this was this was the crux of the game, and this is what made it Breath of the Wild, is that they don't tell you where to go and what to do ever. Like, they don't guide you. This game never holds your hand. It never tells you. It tells you what to do, but it doesn't tell you where to go or how to get there. And I think as an adult gamer, that kind of pissed me off because I didn't want, I wanted to just play the game and beat it. And it's kind of impossible because you need to just run around the place figuring out what to do for half the game. Like it doesn't hold your hand at all. There's no like, there's no. Sort of does. Where? How? If you do the towers. So what I did was I started running around and I would run past every single enemy, get to a tower and open it up. And oh, I did that. I I did that too, but I feel like I feel like at one point, like the biggest crux in that game is they don't tell you how to, like they tell you very briefly how to craft gear, but they don't tell you how important it is. It's like super important. Crafting gear is the most important aspect of that entire game, everyone, because you need to get craft gear to make sure you don't uh, die from heat, make sure you don't die from freezing to death. Like that's like because you can't go to certain areas without having that gear or crafting that gear. No, 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 that's not true. Well, you can drink, like, the potions, right, or whatever, to keep you from Well, dying. you have to drink the potions, because you can't get the gear to get there. Oh, fuck. That's where I'm I stuck, don't... so there you go. That's now, what it is. Now I'm unstuck now. Now I just yes. need to figure out where to buy those fucking potions from, and I'm good to go. It, I had the same problem, and then I figured it out, or I, I looked th- it up. I, I, think th- I think the game is meant to be played in a fashion where you don't look anything up. It's, it's much so... It has a very good parallel with the original Legend of Zelda. It's supposed to be a game that you experience through playing it, not through cheating your way through, not looking things up, 
Nintendo really wanted to capture the essence of playing the original Legend of Zelda again. And I think they did a very good job of that. There's a lot of cryptic bullshit in this game, just like the first game. Uh, I'm not as much. I mean, you're not burning random bushes to figure out how to open a fucking uh, dungeon. But I do feel like the amount of exploration that this game has is phenomenal. It's phenomenal. And and for what it could pull off on the Switch, on the launch Switch, we're not even talking about like an OLED Switch. I mean, the game's going to look absolutely gorgeous on an OLED Switch. But anyway, it's. I just think that the game is a must-buy for anybody. And I know that I haven't played enough of it. But I, I think I put 60 hours in this game, and I've done nothing, nothing, but walk around, beat shrines, uh, level up, uh, get my um, my strength up, or not my strength, my uh, my stamina and my hearts up. I think I, I just think from a standpoint of like everyone calling it like Breath of the Breath of the Skyrim, I think that comparison is false. What do you think, Kali? I think it's a very false comparison. I don't know. I like the game a lot. The, the I do too, but I don't think it's comparable to Skyrim. Skyrim's just no. vast and there's so much shit to do. Yeah. My biggest tip for this is to actually look up the Master Sword because I got tired of trying to find... There's no hints in the game. Or if there is, it's no. very, very hard to... I, just, so I, I, I think that's the point of the game, though. I think that's the way they want you to experience it, Clyde. Do you feel like you got a great experience out of Breath of the Wild? Did you beat it? Oh, Absolutely. Would you ever go back and play it on like Master Quest where it's like even harder or no? You think that's probably not. No. I don't have time I don't have time for that. Like I don't understand how you have time when you have this huge black backlog and you want to play all these games and yet you go play the same game over again on PlayStation 4 then PlayStation 5. Yep. Cuz it's still sitting in my backlog. So I got to beat it and get it on my list. And it's quick because those games I just don't even watch cutscenes, just beat them quickly, very quickly. All right, the next game on the list is Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Disappointing. Yeah, it's a fun co-op game or player, you know, like a p- party game. That's the word I'm looking for. It's a fun party game. I mean, for me, it's disappointing because it took... I, I like playing Mario Kart, but I don't... I like unlocking everything in Mario Kart, and everything was unlocked when you bought it. So there was no reason oh, for me to right. buy it. There was no reason for me to buy it again because I, I did everything on the, the Wii U version. Uh, the next game after that, Monster Hunter Rise. Fantastic game. Fantastic. If you're into Monster Hunters, this is great. It's not for everybody. You do, uh, you know, when you do get it, it's very hard to understand unless somebody teaches you or. I feel like this one, not so much, honestly. I feel like this one did a lot more handholding than any of the other ones I've ever done. Well, true. It's still pretty hard. I agree. But I, I do feel like it's 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 not baby's first Monster Hunter, but it's not like it's not world. That's true. New Pokemon Snap? No. Really? I'm it's not hard, a Pokemon Snap. Hard pass fan. for me. It's no for me, dog. I like Pokemon Snap. I just don't think it's worth a sixty dollars price tag to take pictures of Pokemon. That's just me. If you like that, that's cool with you, but that's my honest opinion. Paradise Killer? The fuck is that? Uh, uh it's is uh, your lady love dies, an investigator looking into a murder of a paradise, a rogue human society that worships aliens and believes they need to be resurrected to feed humanity. All right, it's going on my uh, that's going on my wish list right now, guys. <laughs> it's a murder mystery game. Mm, ah. 
That, yeah. that sounds like Agatha Christie crap that's on PS4 that you just play for trophies and you're like, oh, I popped like 10 trophies today, like 1,000 trophies score or 1,000 uh, gamer score, got a platinum in like five minutes. No, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how that got in the top 20 games for Switch. Well, the next one, I know how it got in there and we both played it and we both beat it. Pokemon Sword and Shield. Okay. Um, I'll let you go first. I liked this game it was kind of the same thing the same mechanics but a little bit refreshed for the series to make it a little bit easier um pokemon games are hit or miss with me because the fact that they do everything over and over again and they don't change the formula kind of gets a little repetitive i this was like the one time where i was like all right i have to have pokemon like it's on it's on switch we finally can play it on a tv I was super mm-hmm. fucking jazzed. I was like, Pokemon on TV. And then when I took it home and played it for the, or when I got it, when I got it at midnight and I played it for the first time, I was like, this is phenomenal. Like, this is everything I wanted to be and more. I know people are like, oh, well, Arceus looks so much better because it's open world Breath of the Wild Pokemon. I'm like, that's not what Pokemon is to me, though. Pokemon is Pokemon. The core has to stay the same for Pokemon to be Pokemon. It can't change or it's not the same thing. It's like, it's like if they didn't make Dragon Quest turn-based. It's the same problem. Pokemon has to be turn-based. It has to be simplistic. It has to be eight gyms. That's Pokemon. Do I wish they would build, like, a bigger arcing story over all that? Yeah, but, you know, if they don't, they don't. It, it is what it is. You're going to get what you're going to get. Like, it, it sells, I know but. that, but at the same time, I feel like they do the same story over and over again, reskinned, and then we keep paying the same amount of money. I mean, I felt like this one had a better story than most of them do. True. And it had a lot of twists and turns in it. Like, I didn't expect some of the things to happen to happen in it. I won't give away spoilers. I I like the fact that... Well, I thought it was funny that we all bitched about them removing, like, the national decks. And then they went back and added, like, 300 of them back in as DLC. Which I didn't care because I felt like they did such a good job on the DLC. It warranted the price tag of the DLC. This is one of the, first, one of the only times... I think it's, like, one of the only DLCs I bought in the last, like, five, six years. Well, did you buy the DLC for this? Did you buy the season pass? Yeah, so I could play with you guys, and you guys didn't play with me. Oh, well, we can still play. We can still get all the Pokemon in the uh, in the in the online thing. Corey and I still play with you. We got to go back and finish our Pokedex anyway. The game's right. phenomenal. I know Alex from uh, Trophy Horse put like three hundred plus hours in that game. Maybe six hundred hours. I don't know. He put a lot. He. I think he has a full Pokedex finally. Wow. All right, the next game is Ring Fit Adventure. I have Ring Fit. I do not. So, Ring Fit swept the nation, swept the world during the pandemic. Couldn't find it anywhere. It's pretty cool. Like, I own it, so I can attest to how cool Ring Fit is and how much it actually works. It actually gives you a pretty decent workout. So, for those of you who aren't aware of what Ring Fit is, it's a peripheral that goes on the, on the Joy-Con. It's like, a, it's like a fitness ring, basically. And it's it's like a... It works with, like, tension. It's a tension ring. And basically, that's how the tension ring works. And then you have, um, like, a holster that goes on your leg that, like, holsters your Joy-Con like you're, like you're freaking, like, carrying a gun, basically. And that goes on your, your one of your legs. And then the sensors basically sense your movement. And then you do various exercises. And you play a story. You play an RPG. So it's an RPG fitness game. And it, it's very, very, very cool. Kalai, you would you would enjoy it. 
I know, but I've been having a lot of knee problems, so, like, I can't do a lot of the stuff that they want me to do. So, the coolest thing about it is you can, like, tailor it to your workout skills. Um, so, if, like, you don't want to do, like, very strenuous things or you don't have enough area to do certain moves, you can, like, eliminate them from your uh, from your moveset. So, basically, like, it's picking, like, it's like picking an RPG moveset, and you can eliminate different moves that you don't want to do against the enemies. Because the way it works is <coughs> you are... You are, you you find the fitness ring right in the world, and it's like magical, and it talks to you, and it tells you, okay, well, we need to go kill the dark forces or whatever. And then basically, you go through worlds like Mario, and every world is like a, like a like a jog or like um basically like a run. A run is the easiest way to say it because that's basically what you do. You run. So basically, you you run in place, and that's how the game works. So you run and you run through the levels like as if you were running. Like, as if you're, like, going on a jog or going on a run. And then you encounter enemies, and you can use the ring fit to shoot enemies. So, like, you, like, push it in, the tension, the tension ring in to shoot, and pull it out to shoot. And it's really fucking cool. And you jump to jump, and you run faster to run faster, and then jump to jump longer distances. It's, it's really, really innovative in what it was able to accomplish. But the cool thing is when you encounter enemies on the map while you're running... Like, you can either hit them first or they hit you, and then you go into an RPG sequence, and the RPG sequence is where you do all the exercise moves. That's how you attack. You do exercise moves. That's cool. And then to defend, to defend, you have to pull, you have to tighten the fitness ring as hard as you can tighten it and hold it for as long as you can hold it to defend. Oh, wow. So it's really fucking cool the way the game works. Like... I only beat the first, I almost beat the first world and then I stopped playing it because it's so, it's hard. And then I set an alarm on my, on my switch every night to go off at like seven thirty. Oh, let's play ring fit every day. I did that for a week and never did it again. My one friend played it for my one friend played it for six months straight and he looks phenomenal. Wow. Yeah. All right. The next game on the list is spirit fair, which I've never played. Yeah, it's a moving story revolving around empathy and love. Oh, that's the one that just got a physical release, like, this week. Or, like, this, yeah, this past week, I believe, or past weeks. Yeah, it actually has a physical version on Switch now. Uh, the next game is Splatoon 2, which I enjoyed Splatoon 1 so much, I bought it when it came out. Really haven't played it. I want to play Splatoon 2 so bad, but I feel like jumping in now with Splatoon 3 on the horizon, I don't know if it's, like, worth the price tag at this point and it's still pretty high like it's it's still a pretty expensive game i know it goes down to 30 dollars a lot but and i've always wanted to play it because like as much as i like hate multiplayer shooter games i think i think if i I was to play any of them i would play something that's more on the fun side than more on the competitive side so well there are levels to it well i know you can play a story i know there's like a story mode in the game but i feel like i would i would want to play it online with friends so and i feel like i don't know if i have friends that even play Splatoon anymore, so... The problem with this game is it's hard to play with friends, and that's what annoyed me. Why? Is the matchmaking difficult? Yeah, it's very difficult. There's no way to invite your friends. So, not only is the matchmaking difficult, but you have to deal with shitty Nintendo Online on top of that? Sounds like a great combination. Yeah. The next game is Stardew Valley. I like how we touched on, like, a lot of these games in just talking about, like other games because they relate i've played stardew valley i own it on ps4 i don't own it on switch sadly i i've always wanted to buy it on switch but i've never pulled the trigger 
And I think that's stupid of me because I think it works. It's a game that would that fits perfectly at home on the Switch. Don't die, Kali. If it's perfectly at home on the Switch because of the the portability and because of the type of game that it is, it's very pick up and play. There's a lot to do in it, a lot to do, and they just keep adding. They just keep adding stuff to this game, like all time for free. If you want a game that like never ends, I will play Stardew Valley. Like, yeah, I, I have it. I played a little bit of it. It was a lot of fun. Uh, I played it on Steam. It's very involved, though. Like, it's not, it's not, yeah. baby, it's not Baby's First Harvest Moon. Like, you gotta like, there's mad tutorials, and you have to pay attention to what you're doing. It doesn't really hold your hand a lot. You have to remember a lot of things and to do a lot of different things. And I, I just think I never really got to. No, I, I did, I did. I got to the part where you start like killing enemies and stuff and stuff like that, and that's that's pretty cool too. You get more resources and stuff like that. Yeah, I, I never got to that part. It's it's fun. But the game is like the game is long. Like you can play a game you can pretty much play it forever. It's a great game. Super Mario three D World plus Bowser's Fury. I never played this. So I did you play three D World on the uh, Wii U though? Mm-mm. I did. I love three D World. Three D World is one of the best Mario three D games ever made. It's a great game. It's a very cool game. Very, it, it had a great soundtrack again. And Nintendo is notorious for having really good soundtracks for the Mario games and really good gameplay, solid gameplay. It was definitely a. Uh, did you play? New, did you ever play any of the new uh, Mario 3D games? Did you play 3D Land on the 3DS? Mm-mm. It's so it's basically a sequel to that game, or like a not a spin-off. It's probably a sequel. Would be the best word. And it kind of like it kind of brings back like the 3d platforming of um, super Mario 64 and like sunshine, and all those games, but it's platforming aesthetics. So it's just basically playing new super Mario brothers. So it's, it's, it's essentially a, a 3d 2d Mario game. So the next few ones, these are all Mario games. We're into the S's super Mario maker two. Amazing. If you own Wait. a switch, if you own a switch, buy Super Mario Maker. Why? You never have to buy another Mario game in your life. Like you're set for life. As long as the servers never go down, like there'll be levels forever. People will always be creating levels. There, you can find easy levels. You can find hard levels. You can find something to meet your needs. If you want to be cool and create levels, you could do that. Like there's two sides of a coin here. I'm on the side of the coin where I like to play levels. I don't really like to make levels. I'm pretty terrible at it. I just think it takes just too much time. I don't have time to do that shit. But I have friends that love making levels. Clyde, what's your experience with... Uh, and Oh, and the story mode. Story mode's great. I really like the story Love Super Mario 2 and Maker. My came out, my friends were making like hard as possible, and I was playing them all because I'm like you. I play them, I don't make them. Dude, the drinking game for those is hilarious. Like You just get a whole bunch of people in a house, and you take a shot every time someone dies, and you're all drunk by like, like 30 minutes of playing Mario Maker 2. Because those okay. levels are hard as shit. The next one is Super Mario Odyssey. Uh, what can you say about Odyssey that hasn't been said before? Uh, it's great. Play it. That's all you need. It's right? phenomenal. It's not great. It's phenomenal. It's It took everything that 64 and Sunshine and um, Galaxy did, and it like it just makes it even better. And, and I know everyone's like, oh, well, the moons are like... The only, thing, the only problem I have with that game is it's like it's like the Oprah Winfrey of like Mario games. Like, you get a moon, you get a moon, everybody gets a moon. Because there's moons everywhere you go. You hit a you hit a rock, you get a moon. You jump you jump into a flagpole, you get a moon. You take a shit, you get a moon. Like it's like it's ridiculous. They're everywhere. They're 
everywhere. I, I thought the game was really good. I liked the story. It's a beautiful, beautiful Switch game. And the fact that it came out the same year as Breath of the Wild is the only reason it didn't win Game of the Year. Next one, Super Smash Brothers. Another phenomenal game on the Switch. Uh, if you want a fighting game... It, okay, so this is this is a cool game because it's, it's got many facets to it. Um, you own Smash Brothers too, right? Hell yeah. So if you like playing with your friends, it's great. If you like playing online, it sucks. Kind of. Because Nintendo Online is garbage. And you can really only play one-to-one matches because everything else kind of bogs down. It doesn't really play that well. Um, but if you like single player, like, and you want a lot to do single player, like, this is a game for you. Like, there's so much to do in this game. Like, single player, it's insane. Like, you have the you have the story mode, which which is very lengthy, and there's a lot of things to do and a lot of things to collect. You have to beat the game with every single character, and there's like 80 of them now. You have to um, you you have all the mini games. You have um, yeah, just, uh, I've I've put a lot of time in this game. You have you can collect all those stupid fucking um, what are they? The spirits that takes forever. Like there's just so much. You can put like hundreds and hundreds of hours in this game just doing the single player stuff. Not even playing with people online. It's it's insane. And then there's the boards to unlock all the other stuff. Like there's unlocking every character because they did it classic where like every character is locked when you buy it. Then there's all the DLC characters and there's all the like the the maps and the levels you can play on. Like this game has so much content. It's absolutely fucking insane. I think I think the actual game itself can almost fill a Switch memory card or a a, a standard Switch now almost. With like with all the DLC and the game itself, it's like mm-hmm. it's like almost like 25 gigs now for like everything. It's insane. Insane. This is my go-to fighting game. Mine too. I I love Smash. I just think it's cool to play as all these Nintendo characters. I think all the third-party characters they've added have been pretty cool. What what have you done in Smash? Have you beat? Did you beat the story mode, or did you didn't beat it yet? I still haven't beaten it. I have not beaten it. It's difficult. I'm more of a person that likes to play with people. I wouldn't play by myself, so my friends help me unlock my characters. I thought they were pretty easy. There was a lot of glitches in locking them too. So another tip is like if you just beat one, if you beat one, uh, if you beat if you like if you fight one level, back out to the main menu and then. Turn your switch and then turn your and then turn the game off and turn it back on. Like you get a challenger every time. You can just keep doing it over and over and over again. You get everybody. There you go. Yeah. So there. I mean, I like I like Smash Brothers a lot. I think it's a great game. I think if you're looking for a fighting game to play either solo or by yourself or get into competitive scene, it's a fun game. It's a game that can last you forever. And the last game on the list, which I have. Have not played. I'm disappointed. I have not played this. Undertale. I just started playing it on PS4. Thoughts? Good. Great. It's a pretty cool game. It's very different. Uh, it's it's an RPG that you can play very many different ways. You can play like a pacifist way, or like you can play like a way where you just kill everything, or you can play a way where you take mercy on things. I think that the story is very very endearing and cool. I'm not going to give any of it away because I just don't want to. I think you should play it for yourself. I really do. I think you should play it for yourself. I think the way that the RPG mechanics work in the game are like the battle mechanics work in the game are pretty cool. Have you ever played it at all, Kali? No, I haven't. And I, 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 I really want to. It's really on my list. So the way the battle mechanics work is basically 
it's all it's all timing. So like you have like a like a reticle that moves back and forth, and you have to you have to get it to line up into into the into the center, and then you press the button and you do more damage. If you get it outside, you do less damage. And then to defend you, your character is a little blip inside of a box, and the enemies shoot like it's kind of it turns into like a kind of like a shmup, and like all these late all these like little like like things come flying at you, and you have to move your reticle around to dodge. If you get hit, oh, neat. if you get hit, you get hit. You take damage. If you don't, then you you uh, avoid the attack. Very cool. I know there's different mechanics that show up later in the game. I'm not very far in it, but from what I played, I really like it. it kind of gives me like that Earthbound aesthetic. So, okay. Well, there you go. The list so, of games that you should be playing on the Switch. So I have a question for you now. Sure. Can you pick three games? That you would add to this list, or you feel should be should be on this list that are not on this list. I know we have one that we because <laughs> it wasn't here. Which one? Xenoblade's not here. Oh my god, you're right. And it should be. What about the uh, what is it? Cadence of Hyrule, the dance one. I don't know if I put that in the top twenty. I mean, it's a great game, but I would put Shovel Knight on here. That's another good one. I think I think if, if if you own a Switch and you don't own Shovel Knight, you're doing something wrong with your life. Like that's a game I recommend. Like I'll recommend that game to the end of time. It's my favorite platformer of all time. It really is my favorite platformer of all time. I gotta finish that game over Ninja Gaiden, people. Like that says something. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I can't think of anything else. I can think of ton. I mean, I I I'm biased. I like I would put High Rewards on there. Even if even if even if no one likes that, I love that game. I'm trying to think of anything else that I would really put on there. Maybe Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze, even though it's not really a Switch game, it was more a Wii U game, but it got ported. But I mean, there's other ports on that list too. So, I mean, the fact that Bowser, the Bowser, the brand new Mario 3D game is in there, kind of kind of made me kind of angry because it's like it's not the greatest game you could have put on the list. Let's see if there's anything else I would put on the list. Let me look through my Switch real quick. Very quickly. I mean, maybe Ultimate Alliance 3. I have that and haven't really gotten into it. I had trouble getting into it. We should play that together. We should play that together. Ooh. We should do that and Diablo together and just get them done. Ooh. That's a possibility. I would say Skyrim. If you don't own, If you own a Switch and you want to play Skyrim... Like and you can't play Skyrim anywhere else. I would I would say buy it for for the Switch. I love Skyrim on the Switch. No 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 no. I would wait to buy buy it. Why? Because remember they're doing a remake for the twentieth. Yeah, but you're not getting it. It's not coming on the Switch though. Oh no. No no, that's like high end Skyrim. They can't run that shit. You're probably getting three sixty Skyrim on your Switch if you're lucky. <laughs> probably Blaster Master. That should be on the list. Yeah, I I think Blaster Master. I I think you know. Oh, Mario Rabbids! How the hell did that not make the list? You're right. That's a great game. How did Mario and Rabbids not make the list? It's probably it's probably in my yeah. top. It's you my, want to talk a, about a bit about a, about a bit. Talk about it. Yeah, go. I, you go first because you're the one who no, got no, me. No, in. no, you no. Got, you, you got me into this game, so you go first. You sh- you sure? Oh uh, yeah, I'm positive. You have to go to the bathroom, don't you? <laughs> 
All right, so I really liked Mario at Mario um, Mario Rabbit's Kingdom Battle. I thought it was a very interesting game. It took a game, uh, it took XCOM, the developers that made XCOM made this game, and they did a very good job of making a Mario game into a tactical RPG. And at first I was like, this is the dumbest fucking game ever. I hate Rabbids. I don't want a game like this. Why, is, why does this exist? We could have got 10 other games that would have been better than this. Fix fucking Mario Party. There's just a million other things you could have did besides make this game. But they were like, no, no, we're going to make this Mario Rabbids game. This is this is a great idea. And I was like, mm, this is not a great idea. This game won't sell at all. It's going to be shit. And then Kalai played it. And I'll let her take over from here. Because before I talk about it, I want her to talk about it. Because she was like the champion of this game. Where I was like, I don't know. This game was freaking amazing. So I was like, I like the humor that they were going with the trailer of that humor just pulled me in. And then when I started to play the gameplay, it is phenomenal. It is a tactical RPG like of course, fire emblem. It's not as long as fire emblem because you don't need to do all the relationship stuff. But man, I would say it's still a pretty lengthy ass game though. Oh yeah. It's good. 30 hours. It's insane. How long it is. I was like, I'm not even done with the first world. And I played like a million battles already. Did you beat it? No, I, I, I'm taking my time with this one. I'm, I'm enjoying this game. I'm, I'm savoring it because it's just so good. Like I play like a map a day. I, I really, I really like this game. But the second one's coming out. I, I waited till this one was like ten dollars. Do you think I'm gonna buy the first, the second one day one? Probably not. Yeah, the refresh of giving a property to a different developer was probably an amazing idea on their part. Yeah, I think it, I think it fostered a great relationship between Ubisoft and Nintendo, and I hope like they maybe give them a different franchise in the future. Like I would love to see what they could do with Star Fox or with Kid Icarus or with F Zero. Oh, we already saw what they could do with, with Star Fox. Oh yeah, Starlink. Starlink was <laughs> great. Starlink's a great game too. So if you want a game that's like okay, like it's not top twenty, but I would say Starlink's a cool game if you want like a if you want Star Fox and you want. Because Nintendo's never going to fucking make another Star Fox game. But if you want a Star Fox game that plays like a Star Fox game, Starlink was pretty good. I liked it. I liked it on the Switch. I have it on PS4 as well because it was at five bullet oh, for $5. So I was like, yeah. why not? Uh, by the way, uh, Rabbits versus Mario, Levi might like to play with his uh, niece. Yeah, uh, Levi. If you haven't played Mario Rabbits, and I think Levi likes XCOM. I think he likes games like that. It's in his, it's in his wheelhouse. It might not be a masterpiece. But it's close enough. I mean, I feel like <laughs> I feel I feel like maybe he's got to play 15 minutes first, people. So we'll we'll know after the first 15 minutes if it's a masterpiece or not. But I well, would say, it is a ma- it is a masterpiece. I would say yeah, that's a great game to play with kids. I, I it's not like the, there's no violence in it for re- like really. It plays really well. Uh, Kingdom Battle is definitely it's a snub. It's a huge snub on this list. I don't I don't know how that didn't make the list. That's that's absolutely crazy because that's a that's a Switch exclusive. Like, you can't play that anywhere else. So I think that's definitely, that's a detriment to not have that on here. That's crazy. Oh, an Octopath Traveler. Where's that at? I haven't played much of that one. That's because you played it and realized the story's god-awful, and you're like, mm, I don't really know if I want to play this anymore. Uh, well, I mean, I played it on Xbox. That's fine. I mean, I feel like if the story's intertwined a little bit better, I would have liked the game a lot more than I did. I put, like, 70 hours in that game, and I've gotten 
I've beaten the first chapter of every single character, or first two chapters of every single character, and I've done a little bit more than that. The game is long. If you do everything, it's a it's a lengthy game. I I, I recommend it just because the stories, the, the singulary stories for each character were, were enough to keep me going, but I wish that there was an overarching path for why like the characters were with each other, and there's not. You know what I also thought about? The Sky wasn't on that list. Which one? Oh, you mean six? Well, six just came out, but six is the only one that's exclusive right now. True. But I mean, they're definitely great games. It's a great series to play if you want to play, you know, a very, very meaty tactical RPG. I think Disgaea is great. I think uh, Yeez Eight's an amazing RPG that plays very well on the Switch. If you want, if you want another RPG, I mean, if you, if you're talking more family friendly, I mean, I just, I just can't believe the two biggest snubs. I think were, um. Ultimate Alliance three and Rabbids. I think there, I don't think there's anything that's gonna top those two as far as like, wow, how did they not make the list? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, we're almost at an hour and a half. So, thank you everybody for listening. We want to thank the Patreon supporters, guys. You know what? I have to say, you guys are freaking amazing, right, Joe? Amazing. Thank you, guys. Uh, from the bottom of our hearts, thank you so much. Uh, so, also, all of our regular listeners, thank you. I hope you guys are enjoying us. Please let us know. Um, you can also check out our other shows. We have the Loop Bros podcast, our main podcast, and we do have an Xbox podcast done by CJ, and for the life of me, I cannot remember the name of it to save my life. Advocation to Climb. Oh, that's it, Advocation to Climb. Thank you. And we do have our comic cast, which will be coming back hopefully soon. Um, if you're not a Patreon supporter, you can go to patreon.com, look up the Loot Bros podcast, and subscribe for $1 a month. You do get our extra episodes, We do because we do do the Super Loot Bros, which we just recorded last night. And we do, uh, we do a deep dive every month. So there are there is extra content there. We will also be starting a new series called Loot Plays. Hmm. More info to come. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you on the next episode of Driftcast. Peace out, guys.